What's up and welcome to Champions of Lore, a show all about the kick-ass stories behind some of Idle Champions' coolest campaigns and characters. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash cnegames or later on your favorite podcast service, B. Dave Walters and Aaron M. Evans talk about all the Idle Champions lore that's fun to know about. If you're here with us live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Bettis, will ask them later in the show. But that's not all. We have our first ever guest with us on the show today. She is a disability consultant on many TTRPGs you probably know and love, and she is the creator of Talon Urin. She's Mustang Arts on uh, I said Mustangs Art on Twitter. Uh, Sarah Thompson, thank you for being here. How's it going? Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm well, thank you. Um, no, thank you for inviting me on. It's uh, actually yeah. really exciting. I, I love my boy Talon, so I'm happy to talk <laughs> about him. And we love him too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we, we wanted to talk about new the new champion that was coming up and you know we, we've talked about freely and we've talked about uh Frieda and Havilar and we've had you know B Dave and Aaron here so it felt like we needed to have Sarah here to talk about Talon and it's literally the best person to talk to about it <laughs> <laughs> um so I guess uh before we uh like get in town how, how has it been uh seeing Talon in the game um I, I said uh, on, on another show that it's kind of been um, very like uh, overwhelming and at times very surreal because like I'll have idol champions running in the background and then I'll like you know, catch an animation or something on one of my other screens and I'm just like oh it's Talon and oh <laughs> look Drist is with him and oh look there's Jaxal Bane right that's <laughs> fun um, <laughs> yeah it's very surreal seeing like your my character with other established characters whether they're from other people's podcasts um you know like strix and evelyn um or kathress um so yeah it was really really fun to like see that um and i also really love talon's animations i think all of them are lovely um <laughs> and uh yeah like the the animation and, and art team put a lot of time and effort into them um and yeah they look amazing that's awesome, and, and I I apologize, uh, uh, David Herring, because the show the flow of the intro got up. Who are you as well? <laughs> <laughs> For people who may just be catching this the first time, <laughs> that's true. People come in, they don't know us. Uh, yep. Hi, I'm Erin M. Evans. I am the author of the Brimstone Angels Saga, a six book series set in the Forgotten Realms, which features uh, the champions Havilar and Farida from our favorite game. I also play Cecilia on Dungeon Scrollers Wednesdays on Twitch uh, at six thirty p.m uh b dave walters i say words about things i'm aaron evans uh stunt double yeah uh, <laughs> he's amazing it, you don't even know it's true yeah it's it's just it's like it's like a ghost um wrote dungeons and dragons and dark and wish the comic series dm of that stream uh play freely the lucky boy who is an idol champions and can be found everywhere fine streaming content can be acquired up to and including here thank you treebor <laughs> I I do I now really want to make a video that just has Aaron dramatically running towards the camera <laughs> and then it cuts to B Dave jumping into a bunch of boxes but in the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, let's unpack this. You just want to see me in the lipstick and let's be honest. <laughs> I kind of want to wear it. I do. I kind of want to wear it. I'm not going to look as good as she does in it, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for Everybody it. Everybody looks good in this lipstick. That's the magic of the universal red from Fenty. Also, I feel, that's true. They owe you money. Yes. Um, <laughs> because I'm certain you've sold some of that lipstick. Uh, I hope so. It's an amazing lipstick. <laughs> second thing, I feel like if we'd go with this fold like uh, Peter Pan thing where she's like the little boy and I'm the shadow. It's <laughs> 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 uh, uh, how, how we'll. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm with so, it. So she pays back though because she's your uh, she's your laugh double. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> true. It's it's my, my my week isn't complete until I hear Aaron laughing. That is also true. Mm -hmm. There we go. Um. So yeah. Uh. Talon is in the game. Who is Talon? Earn. Talon is a tiefling rogue. Um, he's a rogue thief, I believe, for practicality of it being in the, the Forgotten Realms and like canon D and D lore. Um, but in my home game, I played him, and he is um, a rogue daredevil, which is a uh, a subclass I made with like the combat wheelchair in mind. So it's a rogue that can do um, basically like WCMXing, which is like BMXing, but in wheelchairs. It was very much based on um, Aaron's Fatheringham. 
um, who's called Wheels uh, with a Z instead of an S at the end. Um, and he puts all of his stuff up on YouTube. It's amazing. Um, and I believe he holds one of the um, the records for doing a flip from a like in a wheelchair, like from it just being still, I believe, or with like a small build up. It was very impressive. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where, where Talon's inspiration came from. Um, he has he's from Waterdeep. Um, he used to be part of the Grand Bass Blades, um, and then was in an accident. Um, that caused him to be paralyzed from the waist down, um, and eventually wound up working with and for the Bragg and Darth. Um, and then, uh, I believe I mentioned it in the chat last week, had a disagreement <laughs> with Jarlax <laughs> Ulfaygray. Yeah. Um, All so <laughs> curious what and, this disagreement uh, is. And, um, they parted ways after that, um, but they've run into each other a few times um since then uh you know um kind of that weird uh i guess you would call it disney-esque frenemies where they're kind of friends <laughs> but also don't like each other um so yeah that's 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 talent for you <laughs> so do do you do you have do you want to go into it all of what the disagreement with Jarlaxle was because we are very curious okay <laughs> we also recognize for narrative um, purposes if you don't want to tell for the mystery yeah yeah no yeah that's yeah <laughs> true um, hashtag was, foreshadowing kind of an argument because um it was a dragon heist game that i got to play talon in um so we made it that talon um wasn't agreeing anymore with how jarlaxel was going about things like he believed jarlaxel's cause was a good one but he was going about it in all like the the wrong ways like don't you know don't get using people and things like that um for a certain means to an end um, especially in the way and on the scale that Jarlaxle was planning to do it on. But um, Talon, ironically, is also a massive hypocrite because what he tells <laughs> what he tells Jarlaxle is, hey, that's bad, you can't do that. But then he goes and does it. And if somebody like critiques him on it, he's like, it's different when I do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Um, so Talon, yeah, Talon is very much, uh, he's more like Jarlaxle than he wants to admit. Um, and, you know, Jarlaxel is also a little bit like Talon in certain respects, and I, I don't think Jarlaxel would ever want to admit that either. <laughs> so, um, they're both as bad as each other, really, um, when it comes down to it. Um, and when I was, you know, talking about, well, what does, how do Talon and Jarlaxel interact if they saw each other now? And I was like, great question, and I'm glad you asked to the, to the people when they were asking about Talon. Um, and, I said, uh, you know, it's very much uh, Talon will find out what Jarlaxle's doing, whether that's like completely by coincidence that he's kind of stumbled across it um, or he's set out to like find it out himself. Um, and then he's like, hmm, this looks like it took lots of months to plan. I am now going to destroy it um, <laughs> <laughs> and see what happens, um, you know, for that kind of uh, reaction. Um, you know, he finds it very gratifying to know if he's genuinely upset Jarlaxel in some way. Um, so it's it's all very, like, petty, but, like, they don't hate each other, um, which is all... Well, they pretend they hate each other, but <laughs> deep down, I think Talon really doesn't um, hate him at all. Um, and Talon does have a lot of regrets about leaving the Bragandarth now that he's actually left it. Um not that he'd ever tell Tal uh, Jarlaxle that ever, like no, um, but uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he just is a very, very, um, you know, kind of contradictory character, and it really matches his, um, his buff and debuffs that he has, um, which was, uh, oh my gosh, the name is completely gone. Um, basically, it's like turning the turning fates or something like that um, that he has, mm -hmm. uh, where he can either buff good aligned characters and take away all the damage from evil aligned characters to give to the good characters or he can just turn around and do it for the evil characters because if Jarlaxle asked him to do something like that he'd do it um, <laughs> <laughs> even though they're not friends <laughs> um, when when Mars was streaming it and he was like wow like Talon has taken all of the damage away from good to and given it to like the evil characters like Jarlaxle and he was talking about how much damage each character was then putting out and I just I put in chat and made him laugh because I said uh you know Talon really be out here saying uh Jarlaxle isn't my friend and then he does something <laughs> like this <laughs> and you know that's really that's really kind of how Talon is um 
he yeah he's he's been a fun character even though i've only played him a few times um unfortunately mm. i played him in like a really short adventure um set during Dra- well, dragon heist and then i also played him on the just uh what is it the how how we roll podcast mm-hmm. um i played him uh as a guest character on that and he got to fight a dragon and uh pretend he was a kobold for a bit so that was fun <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah that, that, yeah he's, he's a fun character to play um and also a lot of um a lot of layers have gone into this character um and he's become like one of my absolute favorite D characters to ever like made and then used in a game yeah but before we started recording uh you you were talking about uh how fifth edition did jerlaxle wrong and b dave being the the uh <laughs> keeper of content wisely said save this for the show so what what how how did fifth edition do uh did do Jerlaxle wrong? <laughs> it's more to do it's more to do with the, the outfit they gave him because I loved <laughs> I love Jarlaxle in the R.A. Salvatore books and in like um the earlier editions of D and D that he was in where he had like it was just unnecessary he had like a crop top and a rainbow colored cape and he had um, oh my gosh one of the things that they took away which I really really loved and I wish they'd left him because it was such a mundane. Uh, like magic item and it was a set of bangles and high heeled boots that he could either make be really loud or really quiet at will and I just, <laughs> I love that I, I was like that. I was like that's so Jarl Axel like make an entrance by making it as loud as possible or like striding away from an argument and deliberately having your shoes and bangles be really loud like I felt that that was very Jarl Axel and it, it wasn't it wasn't in 5th edition and I was like ah oh, my boy so when I ran Dragon Heist for my players, I gave him those magic items. Back. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Daryl Axel. And and yeah, there are like in in that game that I ran, there are some um, sessions where he does just turn up in his crop top again, and I'm like, I, you know, I I gave my boy justice. <laughs> That's what he deserves. <laughs> I I don't know why, but I want B Day to have those those shoes and bangles. I don't know why. I don't know why I want him to be taller than he already is. <laughs> Not gonna lie, in my head, I'm like, I would rock the entire outfit that you <laughs> yeah. To and, 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 and the funny thing is, you say as loud as possible, or as quiet as possible. It's like I actually can be very sneaky when I want to, and people never That's expect terrifying. it because I'm always like blah 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 blah, and then it's like, and then I'm behind you, and they're like, ah, you know. So it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, established, Steve is very very tall. It's true. Yes. It's true. I, I, I will be honest. You, you know the gift that there is of that, that dude reporting at an NBA show and he's got that big beard and Shaq just comes up behind him and just, just does this to him? I've wanted to recreate that with B-Day. <laughs> <laughs> when cons become a thing again, Trevor. Oh, I'm growing up my beard. There it is. Uh- <laughs> Mark it down. Mark it down. Mark it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I thought uh, we could do what we did with the other uh, character spotlight shows, where we go through uh, the items that Talon has in the game, which uh, I hear you had you actually had a lot of input on. Yeah, yeah, I did. So, um, so it was really um, cool. yeah. The so the first one is the tenacious blade. Uh, the the flavor text is uh, we don't back down. Mm-hmm. So um, so what what's going on with that blade? Uh, that blade is kind of um, a physical embodiment, I guess, of Talon's backstory and character growth um, and the journey he kind of went through. Um, Talon was, as I've said, like a, he was originally a member of the Grand Bar's Blades, and I believe that they haven't been in D&D since either 3.5 or 4 that they were last mentioned, because um, they weren't in um, what, the Deep Dragon Heist. Um, but uh, yeah, so he was a member of that gang and he got um, kind of like a, a uniformal blade um, that everyone, you know, who works for them gets. Um, and his was a rapier. Uh, and when he was in the accident while on a job in which a building collapse happened, um, crushing his lower half, um, trapping him and then causing him to become um, paralyzed from the waist down, uh, the blade itself also shattered. Um, underneath the weight of uh, one of the, um, uh, I can't believe I think I think it was a building, uh, either a stone building like structure piece that fell on the blade. Um, I can't remember. It is like written somewhere in the extensive backstory <laughs> I have for this character, <laughs> this absolute novel that I have. Um, but yeah, he he um, was then you know out of commission in regards to the Grand Bar's blades. 
um, they wouldn't let him go on missions and things um, at that time. Um, you know, combat wheelchairs, it wasn't that they weren't a thing, it was just like nobody really knew about them so much mm-hmm. at that point in the setting that we were playing in. Um, and uh, so Talon kind of became um, very despondent. Um, and uh, I, I put a lot of myself in Talon in regards to um, internalized ableism and, o- and overcoming that. Um, and um, as Talon, you know, joined the Break and Darth, got this new wheelchair, this combat wheelchair, um, and it was, you know, given to him um, by Jarl Axel and the crew. Um, and he learned to fight and stuff again, became more confident in himself and his capabilities um, and his limits and realizing that though things have changed, his life isn't over like he mm-hmm. once thought it was. Um, and so he had the the blade kind of reforged um, and uh, in exactly the same style it was before, but you can actually see the seams where it has been rejoined and fused back together. Um, and I believe when you get like the epic version of it, it, it has like the gold like fragments that you can see going through it um so yeah like that's what the blade uh is about for talon um did, did uh did talon teach himself how to fight in the combat wheelchair was it was um, it all a self-exploration kind of learning process it was some of that and then some of the stuff that he learned was also um from interacting with Jarl Axel's crew. So like uh Talon became very proficient at climbing using only his top half. Um, which is uh very much a very real thing that some wheelchair mm-hmm. users can do on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing to watch them do it. Um so he would like have practice and stuff like climbing rigging, for example, on the Heartbreaker, um, or the eye catcher. Um and uh if and like in, in coming across other people on his adventures that also um, either were trained in helping uh, students that used wheelchairs um, to you know learn combat or whether he learned from um, people who, who used wheelchairs in combat. Um, he kind of uh, had like a, a journey of learning stuff from actual people who knew um, what to do and, and how to go about doing it. Um, and then also... Uh, kind of his own exploration as well just so he could put his own twist on things um, find things that work best for him um, and and things like that so yeah it was very much like a, a journey of um, actual learning as in like other people coming in and teaching him um, but also um, finding his own way and navigating um, his disability and coming to terms with living with your disability um, and seeing it uh, in a way that isn't, um, you know, something to be kind of ignored um, or to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I really want an animated montage of that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a training montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have the tiger playing in the background. Yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Montage. Um, Champion's badge. Uh, the uh, the flavor text on this is uh, Nat made it after uh, my latest uh, argument with Jarlaxel. Uh, I have no idea where she got the feather. Um, is that is that Nat from the um, the three urchins? Yeah, Nat Squidly and Jenks. Um, oh, I love them. <laughs> in, uh, in one of the, the tweets I made, which was like little snippets of like information mm-hmm. about Talon, um, Talon actually knows how to use common sign language, and he learned that from Nat, Squidly, and Jenks, oh, um, as Nat is deaf. Um, yep. And uh, so he he didn't just learn like common sign language; he also like learned their specific version of sign language that they have for when they're up to mischief um, <laughs> as well. Um, and yeah, uh, when. Talon was kind of between places after leaving the Bregendorf, um, is when, you know, he, he found these, you know, Nat Squidly and, and Jenks, and um, uh, they kind of uh, did the, you know, the duckling imprint on him, um, so he's kind of like, I guess, a fatherish figure, um, a terrible father figure in my opinion, <laughs> but a father figure nonetheless, um, and uh, yeah, he... He uh, was pretty much down about it, um, and uh, that that item also um, the the feather. Um, I don't know if people have recognized, but it is it was very deliberately like that color and that style of a feather for a reason, um, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because it implies that Nat somehow 
stole a feather from John Axel's hat to make a little badge to tear, tear Talon up. I think that's really sweet. Um, yeah, uh, so that was yeah, that was such like a cute item to add. It really added like a, a lot of um, flavors like into a, the kind of relationships that Talon has outside of just himself. Um, so it was nice to have something represent that. Hey, you know he's met Nat Squidly and Jenks as as well as like other characters and it kind of helped cement him a little bit more in the setting um a little mm-hmm. easier I think um so yeah that, that was a, a really cute item um and I I uh yeah I really like that I don't know where she got the feather from comment <laughs> <laughs> I I like that because it it, it does I like I love the Talon's backstory for multiple reasons but I do love the how tight it is to Water Jeep Dragon Eyes and I realize that's because that's where you played him but like I love that because it really shows how pre-written campaigns form these characters that we make that like these char- these pre-written characters do influence the mm-hmm. ones that we make I, I I absolutely love that yeah. <laughs> Uh, Prismatic Lamp is next. The flavor text is the champions don't give up. Never forget that. So what, what's what's going on with the lamp? Um, the lamp uh, is kind of uh, a I'm trying to think of the word. Um, uh, a uh, it's like a, a reminder from a quest that he and um, now that name has gone from my head. Wait a second. Solon, that's the word. Um, that he and Solon went on uh, during like the Bragg and Darth years, um, and uh, it was um, it was to retrieve an item from a banshee. Well, from a, a crypt that was known mm-hmm. for having a banshee. Oh, we talked um, about banshees last week. <laughs> I love banshees. Oh, no. They're so like underutilized, like an underutilized monster, and they're very fun. Um, and um, yeah, he he had to like go and retrieve it. This item, the item, um, turned out to actually be this lamp. Um, and uh, and and then I can't remember what the other thing was. The other thing was like the thing that they actually wanted because it had like value to sell on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the lamp was like Talon was like, yo, that's really like cool. Like I want to keep that. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it was it was his first mission he'd done with the Bragan Darth using his combat wheelchair. So to him, it was oh, like okay. it was like you know a reminder of an achievement of like I, I did this thing I did it myself, um, you know at the end to have it attached to his chair, um, I think was you know really important um, because it, it you know it acts as a reminder that um, you know he's still this completely capable character um, who goes on adventures um and has a lot of fun going on those adventures even when the adventures go terribly wrong he's still having fun <laughs> um, that's the most you know, fun part they, right? they, they might be horrible in the moment but afterwards he can have a good laugh at like how you know solon was nearly killed by a banshee that was really angry like um so <laughs> Th- this lamp is to remind me of the time my friend almost died also yeah. adventure <laughs> um yeah and uh also as well like i wanted something about the combat wheelchair when I was making it for the like the the game that I was playing in, um, it's something that kind of like uh, screamed out that hey, this is Talon's chair, and this is what makes it look like Talon's chair is like these small things like uh, mm-hmm. the the lamp and the design of the wheels um, are all things that make it Talon's chair. Um, that if you looked at it, you'd be like, oh yes, that that one's like Talon's combat wheelchair, and it's different from another different combat wheelchair you might see. Nice. Uh, so the smoke powder tax. Uh, oh, Bailoff makes <laughs> Bailoff makes these uh, makes his big entrance, and I uh, and I'm on our exit. Uh, oh my god, I can't, I cannot read today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bailoff makes his uh, big entrance, and I'm uh, on our exit distraction. Got it. Uh, so tell us about those. Um, the whole like tax thing. Um, I believe people have asked if. Like, why not um, just saying like caltrops? Why not just mm-hmm. say caltrops? And I was like, well, it's because it specifically it's an upgrade <laughs> um, in the combat wheelchair PDF called Scatter Tax. Oh, um, uh, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So a lot of the the actual like items and things are related to things from the combat wheelchair PDF because we wanted to mm-hmm. integrate those. Um, so Talon having scatter tax, um, the upgrade is it is a like a bag of tarp um, that's kind of loosely held together, and a string goes well, a string a rope piece goes all the way around to the seat of the chair, 
um, where there is a hook and uh, like a, a very kind of loose kind of slip knot. Um, and basically what he does is he just unhooks it with his finger um, as he's making an escape and all the scatter attacks just fall out of this bag behind him. Um, and uh, the smoke ones in particular there, um, they, uh, you know, cause like a, a, dis a visual distraction um, of like smoke fog um, to appear. Uh, and I I really wanted that when I made the, the combat wheelchair originally for like when I was making Talon. Um, like I really wanted that to be a part of it because it felt to me very roguish and also yes. and also yes. Talon's all about like traps and things. Um, and one of his his things that he did in, in our game is he he had advantage on making traps specifically that were designed to ensnare or trip up wheels because he knew what displacement would be required. Um, from having a wheelchair himself, he'd know like how how would a wagon like tip slightly if I just you know put a certain trap under a certain wheel at a certain angle. Um, so we we uh you know played around with that idea in the game as well. Um, which I think was really fun. Um, mm. And yeah, like uh, there are a lot of things on Talon's chair um, that didn't make it into the into Idol Champions. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of like rigs and traps and things. Um, there's a really fun one, um, which is like a it's basically um, a symbol of like warding, a glyph of warding. That's the word. Mm -hmm. uh, so if somebody um, like without his consent tries to grab his wheelchair, they get blown back. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because, I love that. because it's very much it is very much a hated thing um that wheelchair users have that problem where people think they're being helpful and will just suddenly grab their wheelchair without asking um which is the same as you know if you went up to an, an able-bodied person and just suddenly picked them up off the ground like you wouldn't do that like yeah i've, yeah. I've discovered my wife doesn't like that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i yeah. love like practical applications of magic like i have this problem how can i use magic to solve it and maybe it's not like i'm gonna destroy a dragon but it's like how do i make my life a little better and so this is i love yes. this i love this problem <laughs> Yeah, um, and it was and makes it was, me think of a... and the image of it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, um, I think one of the party members when I played Talon, uh, when we were camping, and like they they were like, "Oh, is it all right that like you've left your your combat wheelchair outside? Because like it is, you know, it costs a lot of money, especially with all the upgrades on it." Talon's like, "Oh no, it's fine. Because if anybody touches it, I guess I have the magical equivalent of like a car alarm." <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, a really powerful car alarm. <laughs> oh see, see, at first, I, I, I was relating it to, to Blade Sword, where if the wrong person picks up, yeah. the blades shoot out of it. But now, <laughs> a, after thinking about, like, I don't know why, now I'm thinking of, like, James Bond level, like, somebody sits down it, poof, just thrown yes. up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like that, that obviously couldn't make it like into the game because there's yeah. no real mechanic for it um, <laughs> in the game. But but in but the, it's in everybody's headcanon of the game yeah. now. Yes. But, but on his actual like combat wheelchair, that yeah, he he has that, um, and it has gone off a couple of times, and it's been really funny each time. <laughs> Love it. Uh, let's see. Our next uh, item is uh, ornate gloves of speed. Watch me now. Yeah, um, that's also from the, uh, well, it's related to the Combat Wheelchair PDF, um, because uh, like most um, equipment, uh, you know, items, they, it comes with equipment. Um, it has uh, one of those pieces of equipment be fingerless gloves. Um, and a lot of wheelchair, wheelchair users, myself included, when I'm using my chair, use them. Um, because when you are pushing yourself for long periods of time, it causes friction burns mm -hmm. um, or can just make your hands really like oversensitive um, from like taking impact because you're pushing the push rims. Um, and uh, each time it leveled up, like, uh, you know, from like uh, common, um, uncommon, epic, etc., um, yeah. that they got more and more fancy. And the ornate gloves of speed are kind of a bit more like a magic item that they help them go faster. Um, instead um but yeah they they were related to the the combat wheelchair pdf um in fact you know like i've said like uh, a lot of the items are just related to the combat wheelchair which i thought was really nice like integrating yeah. it into like visual video game mechanics which i really loved that's i that that is kind of cool because now like because uh, I know I know there's uh, some artwork in the the PDF, but now you can be like, no, that's what that looks like. You just point at the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. 
the last item is slicer and dicer, uh, only for special occasions. <laughs> I, like yeah. that, I like that flavor text. I like that too. Only for special occasions. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, that is also part of the combat wheelchair, um, specifically an upgrade sheet that I haven't made public beyond my Patreon yet, um, because mm-hmm. they're still being playtested. Um, and they're going to be coming out in like the the nice fancy manuscript version of the combat wheelchair that I've been working on um, in my spare time. And um, basically, uh, it's uh, what are they called? In, in, uh, I believe it's like called like a, a discus task or something like that. The upgraders, um, and there are your push rims, and then clipped onto your push rims at enough of a distance that you can still use the push rims um, is uh, a chakram uh oh that's so cool Uh, and you can attach and detach them um and uh they have like the fun of um because i think that there are boomerangs in D &D, but they're not very fun and i was like well what if i made what if i made a really sharp deadly fun boomerang (laughs) to hit people with um (laughs) and uh so (laughs) so he has um he has two one called slicer one called dicer um and in his uh his ultimate move is to do a ring toss um which is where he throws it uh towards one target and it will hit everything on its way to that target and then hit everything on the way back before returning to his hand (laughs) um so basically anything that's caught in the in like its immediate path gets absolutely whacked by it um and uh yeah that that was really cool i got i like that we've got to make that his his ultimate attack um and the only use it in special occasions is definitely a thing talon only really uses it when like they're overwhelmed um or there are too many people crowding around a certain um other team member and talon will be like i'll clear them up for you and just knock them down like skittles (laughs) (laughs) which is fun (laughs) i'm not gonna lie this image i have in my head of talon just reaching down to the wheels and then pulled up two chakras it's like that is so freaking cool i love that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it was really really fun um and like getting to see them in the game like as how they like looked in my head and in a like table game was really really cool i love that um so that that's that's uh the items that uh talon gets in the game uh but uh i want to talk talk a little bit about the combat wheelchair itself uh i i know these like obviously the pdf isn't you know in isle champions the game but the combat wheelchair itself is um and so I, I I know you talked with Dylan last week about like how you came up with the idea for doing it. And if you, uh, by the way, uh, chat and listeners, if you haven't gone watch that on YouTube yet, do recommend it. It's a very good conversation, and also there's some good Star Wars talk in yeah. there too. <laughs> we, got, we got sidetracked yes. by Star Wars: The Clone Wars at one point, and it was very fun. <laughs> Dylan, I love you, but when I saw that, I'm like, you've talked to me about tangents before, and now you're going off on a tangent. <laughs> Just as an aside, after every new piece of streaming of new Star Wars content comes out, Dylan immediately uh, hits me up, and we have this yeah. whole long conversation about it. So yeah, I get uh, it. He is, uh, it, it, yeah. Anything about a uh, galaxy far, far away will uh, <laughs> get his attention. Definitely. <laughs> um. So ha- the 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 combat wheelchair itself. So going into making it, because you said that at first you had a version of it, and then had um uh other uh people with disabilities take a look at it and just be like oh add the, maybe this and maybe that how i i, I know like from a, a, the writing side of things like you don't always take every piece of feedback you're like well you know that maybe that's not true how, how did you go about picking what you did for what the the supplement itself got um well with the whole like getting feedback um i well, i think when i first took on making the combat wheelchair i didn't realize how big of a project it would be or like it would become i was like oh you know kind of like rule sets and then i was like oh wait no that there's a lot of things that it would interact with within D, and i've got to like make it clear what it can and, and, and doesn't do um so yeah that, that became like a, a really long process um and if i was always uncertain about an idea i'd always reach out and ask someone like hey what do you think of this idea before mm-hmm. i actually you know put like an hour or so much time into <laughs> it um, for it to just not really work um and uh it was asking um a lot of the time i'd go to friends that i knew would be very honest um about 
what I was putting in, what I wasn't putting in, what was most important. Um, and even then, when when I released version two point there were people who who pointed out certain things like, "Hey, why 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 does the um, the beacon stone have a a limit on how far it can move before it needs to like recharge for a moment?" And I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, because technically." players don't do that when they go up the stairs i don't know why i thought of it that way so i just changed it to be it just knows when like you've reached the top or bottom of the flight of stairs and just settles down and like you know you can just talk about moving on each of your turns um and uh even then you know like getting feedback like that was always like great i i I kind of got used to seeing the more ridiculous amounts of um certain types of feedback where like people were asking me to specify um very bizarre things that like don't either come up in D D. like they were like well what if i specifically hit the chair's wheel and i'm like you can't specify a hit in D <laughs> <laughs> okay. and and then they'd be like uh actually no and i was like yeah, actually you can and i'd be like that's not in the rules as written it might be in your table game but it's not in D D in general and if it is that's for you to figure yes. out yeah um <laughs> So, um, and then I, I did make it so that if people wanted to play it in more hardcore, like, you know, D&D games that, you know, the chair takes, has to take three critical hits in succession before it's, mm-hmm. it's damaged. If it takes five, it's completely irreparable, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like, you know, made that very clear that that was an optional ruling because it was, um, something that came in later to version 2.0. And that was because it, I didn't deem it as being necessarily very important to begin with, um, and it wasn't until a couple of friends mentioned and I had a couple of DMs of, from people saying, hey, I play like a really hardcore D&D game um, and we would just want to know how that would work uh, just so we can incorporate it. And I was like, yeah, no, that's that's fine. I'm happy to do that. You know, if you're playing in a game where like people are being thrown off cliffs and stuff every other day, <laughs> then yeah, you'll probably need rule sets for that. Um, so so yeah, like it was it was all very much um, you kind of get used to uh ascertaining what is and what isn't a bad faith comment or a bad faith argument mm-hmm. that somebody's trying to make in terms of feedback um because some people were being some people always will be very um unnecessarily picky um which uh you know is is not always a great thing when you're trying to like make a rule set that works um and uh it's what playtesting is for as well um, you know, so um, making sure that uh, I took feedback as well from people who'd actually play tested the material and, had, you know, put it in action in game and gone, hey, we ran into a bit of a speed bump with this rule or, hey, the wording doesn't make sense here. Could you clear it up or clarify? Um, or you didn't take into account a very specific sort of situation, which is possible in like one of the published adventures. I think someone was playing uh <laughs> A Tales from the Yawning Portal game, and there was like a very specific um, thing about an anti magic field there. And I was like, oh, yeah, good, because the beacon stone technically wouldn't work. And how would I then clarify what you would have to do? Um, so, yeah, like uh, it was, it's all very much about um, reading through it. And then I would go back and read through the PDF and, you know, think, is this person being genuine? Uh, um especially if they come in very rude which i've had before and i'm like excuse me i don't owe you my time if you're going to be oh, rude man. Um, <laughs> that, that's something I, I learned recently helping out someone with a with a kickstarter was i'm just like you you put money into this and you coming in like guns blazing with this feedback what are you doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um even professionally like working with people like talsorian games i've had extremely rude uh feedback um from people and it's just like you could have just said this stuff because i completely agree with what you said is like wrong with the mechanical or the rule or whatever or the adventure but why did you feel the need to like say it the way you did <laughs> like i you know I'm, I'm more than happy to to listen to feedback um but it makes it very very difficult when people come in and are intentionally rude or aggressive about it um which always sucks because then when you say, hey, maybe don't be rude or aggressive and I'd actually listen to you and then they're like, wow, you're being hostile and oh it's like, gosh. you came in here, <laughs> 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 you know, going off. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much uh, knowing what kind of feedback to take into consideration 
I would even take bits of feedback and ask my friends about that feedback and go, you know, do you think that's something worth broaching in the rule set? And they'd either go, uh, no, that's very specific to like somebody clearly had a homebrew thing in their game and like they need to sort that out on their end because you know mm-hmm. homebrewed items always interact weirdly with other homebrewed items it's just how <laughs> it is um and uh yeah so so like you know always making sure that um the feedback i was listening to was actually valid and worth it mm-hmm. um because if if i sat there and did every single piece of feedback uh the pdf would be like nine million pages long at this point <laughs> yeah. and nobody would read it <laughs> um, yeah. I, I thought when you were talking about the homebrew things interacting with homebrew things, uh, I, when I did my uh, Tomb of Annihilation game, one of my players played, uh, they were like, hey, I found a homebrew for a Witcher class. Can I play it? And I was like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm thinking, I'm like, dang, now I want to make that character with a combat wheelchair. Yeah. Because that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Com- oh. Combining two of, two of the your pieces of work there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, like... Uh... The the only like thing that I've really made where it actually interacts with homebrew is um I made the combat wheelchair subclass uh called the Order of the Siphonic, which is a Blood Hunter order. And Blood Hunter is obviously Matt Mercer's homebrew. Mm. Um and uh, it's all about uh harnessing chronic pain, putting it into psi energy and causing big damage, um, and also using it as a means to deflect, uh, and things like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. and, uh, I was, I was really proud of myself because Matt was like, I like this. This is cool. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that means so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, yeah, that was a really fun class. And that's the only time that I've actually gone out of my way and made a, a homebrew, uh, for my homebrew <laughs> um you know using somebody else's homebrew a lot of homebrews going on um, <laughs> a lot but, of brewing happening yeah but <laughs> the, the the combat wheelchair surprisingly worked really well with bloodhunter um and the point of all of the um subclasses that i was that i am still making uh that they don't have to be used with the combat wheelchair they can be used with any disabled like physically disabled character um and or like chronically ill character because some of them focus on um chronic fatigue chronic pain um etc such symptoms um and i like the the whole subclass is just meant to show players what they could do and choose to interpret the rules as um so yeah that was really really fun um for example like um the rogue thief has a climbing ability um at third level um and you know you could easily say okay like my combat wheelchair using character can still do that feat they'll do it the the same way that other people who use wheelchairs in real life learn how to rock climb um you know and, mm-hmm. and learn to interpret it like that it, it's all just to help people kind of broaden um the, the the imagination and how you can um choose to you know have the chair work with the rule set um which is always been like a really fun thing that i've been doing lately um like at the moment i'm making a sorcerer and that one's a lot of fun as well nice um, yeah uh so yeah it's 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 uh yeah feedback is always um you know something you have to be careful with um even if you do work in the industry you have to be careful as well um if you're working with a company as well because normally they outsource their playtesters and things and sometimes the feedback they have is absolutely valid it's good criticism and sometimes it's just somebody didn't enjoy it because their character died and that's somehow your fault and it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) um and sometimes it is like that um but yeah you you kind of get used to to knowing what is good feedback um that's worth listening to um and taking into consideration that's awesome um i think we're gonna uh, transition over uh into some questions uh let's see uh oh the first one uh, actually involve uh, uh be to be you okay over there buddy <laughs> okay got, got the thumbs up um basically the, the question is uh this is from uh star chaser 43 question how would freely react to talon's charming rogue uh i mean you know it depends on like uh if he was like Stealing stuff and being sneaky. I don't know. But, you know, if he was just like being nice and, and, and rolling along. And I mean, I, I I feel like he'd be pretty captivated by those uh by those like uh, spinning death wheels that he throws. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, get one of those. Because, I mean, I got, I got a metal arm. I feel like I feel like that'd, that'd be a valid upgrade. Uh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I don't think you're going to answer that question any better. <laughs> I did not genuinely expect him to go right into the character. That's perfect. Hey, uh, he's never far away from me. He's never far away. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, Lauren in the chat uh, just simply says, frenemies are fun. But I'm picturing Lauren just going, frenemies are fun. <laughs> <laughs> just with the fingers. <laughs> uh, Cassius335 uh, says, uh, do the Idol Champions artists need to uh, need to be taking notes? Uh, I sent skin ideas. Oh, oh, for uh, for different things that they could do with talent there. That I actually thought about that earlier. If they if they do uh, any costumes for talent There's... and what they might look like, um, I'd been thinking about that myself actually, <laughs> um, and uh, I've been playing around um, with some of the sprites and stuff, um, and I have kind of decided on on like if Talon had a Break and Darth costume. Um, oh, and, that would be cool. Uh, his his wheelchair has and all I'll say is his wheelchair wheels. They have a, a motif pattern of a spider web on them. Um, so that's oh, really <laughs> that's uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> Jade pointed out that the text argument that they think that it was uh, uh, specifically referring to Jalaxel, but I still I still want that. Freaking no, I definitely one. thought it was the halter oh top with the rainbow cloak. It yeah, was, no, uh, I think yeah, I think that's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I I would pay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Chat wants to know how much I would pay for that costume. Uh, I like the idea of like dressing like your frenemy to mess with them, right? Like, oh my god! An right? Like it's his Jarlaxle costume, and he's like, "I just like this outfit." What do you mean? Talon's just the same, but he's wearing Jarlaxle's hat. <laughs> the whole outfit. The whole outfit. I, I actually ditched, have like... a piece of uh, a sketch that I did of him wearing Jarlaxle's hat, and because of the way his horns are, he can only have it over one horn. <laughs> like it kind of flops okay, over his other one. <laughs> I love that. Um, so the, this one had to do with uh, with the, uh, the the boots and the bangles, uh, and, I, and also I believe uh, Dave using them. But Jellybro Eleven says uh, this is why you should play Alexadon Assassin Rogue. You can stab someone and say you forgot about the elephant in the room. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. my god, I love that so much. Uh, Eric Jordan is joining us in the chat. Thank you for being here, Eric. I always appreciate you being here. Uh, how would Frida, uh, Frida, Freely, and Talon work together to fight Xanathar? But Frida and Freely can't work together because they share a slot. Our, our love is <laughs> forbidden. We've that. established that. You know, it's like, <laughs> by our powers combined, we would be too great. You know? I feel like Farid would have so much like, oh my god, guys, slow down, slow down. We need to make a plan. <laughs> He's not. Like, that's that's why about, I think the question how should are Farid and Talon? Because then we just all action. I don't know. Is Talon a planner or is he all? Is he? Is he? A um, Talon is very much like in in the the video game as well. We use spot weakness, so he's very much like a. We'll test out to see, hey, what has a good effect against this enemy? How can I either rile them up um, and make them you know, get worse at fighting because they're clearly, like, uh, affected by um, him messing with them or um, if there is actually, like, anything damage-wise that has a lot of impact on them. Um, uh, and if it were in my home game um, that I played him in, uh, he has a really fun um, feature called uh, Rough and Tumble um, mm-hmm. in the, the Daredevil um, subclass uh, in which um, he can use his uncanny dodge to also pull someone down with him and they also take half damage only um, yeah. as well uh, and he doesn't land prone uh, he's uh-huh. able to tumble and then land back up again um, <laughs> uh, kind of like um, if you ever see like uh, in like NASCAR and stuff the kind of cage rollers <laughs> that are built into cars it's kind yes. of like that <laughs> um, nice. so yeah he he's able to do like fun things like that so I think he would very much be uh, assessing like from not from like the sidelines but like assessing from a distance but also close enough that he could help out one of the other characters if they needed it uh, freely has <laughs> has met the xanathar uh it went poorly and so <laughs> <laughs> next, next time we meet he probably would want to blast uh, uh, freely in 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 a three-dimensional game would would try and distract him to rotate him to keep his big eye on him so that uh talon and havilar would have more room to work and uh maybe only have to deal with the little eyes you know yeah and then uh the little eyes eyes. although wait wait trevor he's back there 
Get a, oh yeah, get no, yeah, we got the, we, yeah, the hipster. <laughs> the hipster beholder has heard. He is floating your way. <laughs> so, new plan. New plan. Freely would actively try and grapple the Xanathar, if only to tie up his eye stalk <laughs> into a hipster eye stalk. And if I got disintegrated or petrified or petrified and then disintegrated, it would be worth it. It'd be worth oh, it. Just like yeah. just nothing but the mechanical arm laying on the ground with the thumbs up. <laughs> 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 and the, all, all that was left of him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will point out one thing that I, one one thing I find delightful in addition is that Talon is a tiefling, which means that Farida's ability that boosts other tieflings gets a little bit better. Uh, yeah. I d- I did love at the beginning of the episode the audio listeners didn't see it, but when, when uh, Sarah's like, oh, yeah, uh, he's he's a he's a tiefling, and she's like, yes, Sarah's just yes. Audible joy. I love that. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, by the way, as you all were describing that, I was blocking it out in my head in just the most anime badass yeah. style. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the one one complication is I think Havilar would see Talon throw. Um, I've forgotten the word. Chakram. The chakram. And slice her and dice her. And be like, oh my god. And she would try to figure out how to do that with a glaive, which she really shouldn't. Really and she's like, I bet I could. I bet I could. Um, so she might get distracted. I just studying. had flashbacks to two very different things. Uh, Xena with her chakram, and when you were like, I bet I could make that work. No, I couldn't, but I could. Ninja scroll, Tessai, throwing the double-edged sword. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it could be done. Just yeet that thing. Why not? Just put a little backspin on it. And, uh, just, that's, fine. that's one thing Havlar's gonna figure out something to do with a glaive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one thing to do with a glaive. Is, uh, Havlar's ultimate should just be renamed Yeet. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, the imps though they yeet themselves they're auto yeeting self-yeeting <laughs> imps yeah it's true it's interesting yeah the, i think the best time for me that yeet's ever been used in a game is long story short my wife was playing a character who was baba yaga's granddaughter and had her in a doll thing and we had to throw her into her cult into baba yaga's cauldron during a fight and Tara goes i don't know how to say this i yeet my grandmother <laughs> Oh yeah, that I just had like flashbacks to DM and Curse of Strahd. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, Strahd managed to get Irina for a moment, and like the the party were there to stop the wedding, and it was oh, like, God. and it was like, speak now, forever, hold your peace. And one of the players went to stand up, but then it was Van Richten. <laughs> It was Van Richten with um, a a homemade bomb of all things of holy water and like oh, silver, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like it was meant to be serious, but I just shouted yeet <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I did it in Van Richten's voice, and everyone at the table just like immediately died. <laughs> they were like, "Oh my God." <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, it, it did hit Strahd square in the face, though. It was a very good roll. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Chef kiss. True. <laughs> roll to yeeted Strahd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obo Lord is back. Uh, this was uh, what we were talking about uh, uh, Talon with uh, Dragon Heist and all that. Uh, uh, Lord says, I love hearing uh, the stories of characters who have interacted with canon lore characters. It just enriches the characters and lore so much. And totally agree with that, Lauren. Uh, Garwar asks, question, uh, what does the prismatic lamp do? Is it just a lamp? Does it have any magic associated with it? Um, it is one of those, uh, green flame candles. Uh, green flame! Yeah. Who Sorry, doesn't I love green flame? <laughs> fan, um, big fan of green yes. flame. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, um, and it has, um, a little, uh, engraving on it that, like, you can kind of, like, kind of like a, a touch switch, uh, where you can just put your hand over it and then move it away and, like, it'll turn off and you can turn it back on again by touching it. Um. What I do with my wave mic and just entertain myself. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, yeah, um, so that, that's, that's pretty much what, what that does. Um, and it's, it gets the prismatic. Um, title from uh, as it levels up, the the glass becomes like a stained glass kind of, almost like a Tiffany lamp. I guess you would describe it as um, that kind of like pretty shapes and, mm-hmm. and things within it, and uh, it causes like you know a prismatic kind of light to refract. I love that. Uh, let's see. Star Chaser forty three says uh, Talon car alarms when you really want to protect. Your car. <laughs> I do love the idea of that just being a company. 
Uh, Jelly Bro 11. Uh, I like how it is now canon uh, that there are cars in the Forgotten Realms, but there are only uh, in hell and they ha- uh, and they are <laughs> environmentally friendly as they only run on soul magic. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's also, I-, I love the like all of the 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 dude bros having an issue with a combat wheelchair that had no issue with Mad Max inexplicably yeah, taking right? place in a furnace. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and fun fact <laughs> in, in the in the more recent uh combat wheelchair manuscript that I'm currently writing, there is an option to kit up your wheelchair like a Mad Max car and yep. just do whatever you want. Um yes. because people ask them, wrecking ball on the back. <laughs> people, people were asking, they were like, oh, descent into a furnace had like stuff and then I looked at it and I was like Mad Max, but on a wheelchair would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm currently uh, going through and like figuring out ideas on how can I make that a thing. Um, I I would I would love if there was an upgrade that like let it go like as fast as a uh, as a war machine, but you actually do have to use a soul coin. <laughs> <laughs> a soul coin upgrade for wheelchairs. I'm just saying. Think Heck about yeah! It. Oh my God. I mean, my friend Sam Delev IRL has uh, anti crowd rims for cons that uh, I will let them describe. <laughs> They're like, yeah, well, I don't want anybody around me. Put these on. I love it. It's Mad Max with a wheelchair. Uh, yeah. Uh, sh- <laughs> I think I'm saying this right. Shulrath42 is actually responding to Jelly Pro 11, uh, but most uh, most gloss over the personal repercussions of destroying a soul in order to go for a joyride, to which Jay then added in the text document, no personal repercussions if you're already evil. <laughs> I mean, you didn't make the soul. You're just expending the soul. You know, like you... Yeah. The- who knows even what soul's in that soul coin? It could be. Anybody. I did love manipulating my players though into being like, "But you'll destroy a soul forever and ever and ever, and they'll never exist again." <laughs> and they're just like, eh, eh, "But we, oh, I want to go fast." Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I made use of the fact that uh, sometimes the coin, the coins still moan. So yeah, somebody had a patch yes. full of them, and they were That's just upsetting. like. Uh, Although at a point you'd be like, "All right, ching." Yeah. Quiet. Just to get him to be quiet. <laughs> see, see, I, I loved how uh, a match of one of my players was. He's like, so let me get this straight. It runs on soul coins or demon Iker. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, so we need to get some blades on the front that just funnel all the demon Iker into the engine. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, sir. Self-fueling <laughs> car. What's the problem? Yeah, it's yeah. True. He's like, we just we just keep going. I must admit, that is, that is terrible mileage, though. You know, you're like 10 miles per soul. <laughs> You know, like that's a. No, no, you know, you know, it's like smog and crap is like pumping out of the back of it too. You're like, what even is that? Like, what yeah, is the? You... What's the exhaust? Yeah, but you know, every villain yeah, from Captain is, Planet you know, lives in Avernus. You really need to. You really need to consider how many souls to the gallon it will go. <laughs> how so... many souls to the gallon? <laughs> you do. You do. It'll go three hundred hectares on a single bad person. <laughs> if it doesn't exist oh already I, I feel like there is ample opportunity here to create some kind of monster that is what is left when you process a soul coin through, through oh, the I car love that. and it comes cool. out the back but, but I'm gonna be honest I'm really upset with myself that one I never thought of souls to the gallon <laughs> and that I didn't have like a little gauge on their freaking war machine <laughs> It would be oh. it would be like of the pudding type, by the way, Aaron, the creature that is uh, left <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, no, hundred oh yeah. god. Oh gross, yeah. say those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, yeah, uh, let's see. Star Chaser forty three says Xena meets water deep via Talon's chakrams. I love Sir's character. Uh Let's see, William Smith, eighty-four. Uh, can you resurrect uh, from just? Oh, actually, this is a question for Freely. Can you resurrect just from the arm? I mean, I sure hope so. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, Orkira's in chat. She's the resident expert on like keeping me alive and alternatively returning me to life. So uh, I believe Obalorn can speak to that with some uh, some authority. How, how many times has that happened there, Freely? You know, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think my boy has died yet. He's been a mind flayer and then been not a mind flayer. He has escaped death a number of times. He just, <laughs> you think he's died from all the crap he's been in, but uh, he's kind of made it. Death Ward, Death Ward might have gone off a couple times. Because uh, yeah. Death Ward with a clutch lay on hands, that uh, that can change the whole fight right there. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Jay, Jay in the text document is adding to this creature that the soul coin makes out of the back of a war machine and says, a cousin to the Cybriax, perhaps, for the soul monster. Ugh. That's the goo under the Cybriax. The Cybriax goo. Oh, no. Hey. <laughs> there you go. That's my, that's my contribution to the episode. I know we're almost out of time. I'm leaving you with Cybriax goo. The goo under the Cybriax is just the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see if we got any last ones here that I can do real quick. Um... <laughs> Uh, I do like this one. Uh, Garwar said, "Cattle pusher on the front, spikes on the wheels. Perfect." <laughs> um, I think that is uh, gonna gonna do it for for this week's episode. First, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this, this has been absolute blast having here and hearing about Talon. Uh, where can people find you, and what awesome things are you working on? Um, you can find me basically predominantly just on Twitter at Mustangs Art. Um, it's pretty much where I do everything. <laughs> um, I have links to like Patreon and and Kofi there um that there is already content um there that is that is free that i've already put out uh there's the combat wheelchair there are witcher um monster fighting prosthetics um sorceresses uh and like mage priests all that stuff in in the witcher um conduit um like prosthetics that they can use to cast spells uh it also comes with handouts on if you want to play a blind witcher or a deaf witcher or a blind sorceress or a deaf sorceress um and how all that would work um like mechanics wise um and uh i also released um pretty much um nearly all of last year's subclasses that i made for the con uh, combat wheelchair and they're all completely free for you to use and download um and you know let me know what you think of them apparently a lot of people are having fun with the monk one which is uh, way of the pandemonium which is about building up kinetic energy using trinkets and then blasting it out um again aaron's reaction perfection (laughs) 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 um but yeah uh so you you can find me there um and starting on thursday i I will put like the, the time thing up on my twitter when i can figure out the time because it would it would be one in the morning on friday for me <laughs> um everyone else will still be on thursday um sirenscapes uh twitch channel um i will be playing a weekly um cyberpunk red campaign i am playing Ooh. a character called nyx phosphate she is uh one of the medics um and she uses uh a cyber chair which is something mm. that Artasarian has been talking about but has not released yet and it's very exciting and i've seen the artwork and i've seen the rules and it's all really fun um so yeah that will be um coming out soon um and i'm really excited for that um and there will also be um some stuff coming out soon about uh some more miniatures from strata miniatures yes Um, we currently have wave one and wave two out um i have actually a couple of them on my desk there's the there's the rogue i love it um it probably won't focus very well because it's (laughs) face but (laughs) there we go oh that's so cool nice um and we'll be having some we want to do all of the 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 main um classes for D, hopefully fingers crossed and we want to do different um D races as well that use chairs and now my camera will not focus <laughs> that yeah. is an absolute joy yeah. snap, um, your, snap your fingers near your face that usually will make it kick in that's it that's it You're thank you for the absolute life hack <laughs> Um, (laughs) i just um, imagine the camera kind of going "Mm oh hey (laughs) um but yeah you can you can follow me on twitter um check out all that fun stuff i have some interviews and things coming up next week which will be very exciting um to announce when i can legally um (laughs) it's it's actually fun i've been been following you on twitter since like early last year before like this show was even concepted little did i know i would be talking to you on an idol champion show about your character yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's it's been uh an amazing um couple of uh well a couple of months especially yeah. um so yeah uh follow, follow me on twitter and uh highly yeah, recommend see, that you do see see the um the, the fun things i'm doing and making um and, yeah and some awesome star wars tattoos <laughs> yes yeah yeah Spend, uh, spending my money on a big star wars sleeve <laughs> Perfect. Uh, B. Dave, Aaron, where can people find you and what awesome things are you working on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AaronMEvans.com. 
Pornhub.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to talk. Is uh, org. Evans. <laughs> you know what it is. It's because at the end of my stream show, I always say, check out Idle Champions at IdleChampions.com. At the end of a thing, I say, at IdleChampions.com. Which you can check out. That's <laughs> Let me try again. .gov. You can find me on Twitter at Erin M. Evans. Uh, you can watch me on twitch.tv slash dungeon scrawlers at 6.30 this week and every other normal week. Uh, we finished our, we had our big finale last week that was longer. As said Celia, who is definitely not a warlock. Um, yep, that's me. B. Dave Walters, say words about things, can find me all over the place. Uh, not currently seven days a week, only like five days a week now. So, you know, I feel like that's progress. Uh, don't even try and keep up with all of it. Just follow me on the tweetograms at B. Dave Walters and you'll see where I am. Doing stunts for Aaron. Awesome things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're doing stunts for Doing stunts for Aaron. <laughs> at Aaron of the Thousand Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Dot I TV. need that website, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to put on it. I need to put something on my actual website, but... No, no, here's what it is. It's AaronOfTheThousandEvans.com, and it's literally just a thousand pictures of you. It's just the same picture over yeah. and over again. Not even a mosaic. It's just- oh no, but in the shape of a house. Right. It's in the shape of a house. <laughs> Done. Done. Sarah, this is what it's like here on the no, show. It's true. We made it a long way on topic this week. I'd like. We to did. You. I'm proud of. And us. you know why that was? Because Aaron and I didn't Sarah. talk. <laughs> that was why. Well, uh, into you, good sir Trevor. Um. Yeah, I am uh, Trevor Bettis. I am on a weekly D and D podcast called Difficulty Class, post every Friday and some Wednesdays when we talk about our games. Um. And also, I actually have something to announce. I have a. Uh, I'm going to be on a new show here on Twitch.tv/cne games starting tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, we're going to be starting a new limited show called Champions of Psychology. Uh, it is go- I'm going to be the host and then uh, the people on it who actually know what they're talking about uh, is going to be Mitra Jordan uh, and Dr. B uh, from uh, if you follow him on Twitter. Fantastic, dude. Uh, Mitra's on Twitter now, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're going to be talking about uh, mental health and um, the ways that we use games to either, you know, help with that or, you know, uh, uh, kind of ignore it with that. Um, And also there's going to be a couple things about lockdown and mental health and stuff like that. It's a show that I'm very excited about and I'm glad I finally get to talk about. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, join us back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. for the start of that show. Um, But yeah, again, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. You've been an absolute joy to talk with and I can't wait to keep using Talon in my formation because he's so freaking cool. Um, Thank you for inviting me on it was really fun to talk about talent so yeah it was cool uh thank you to jay for moderating in the chat as always and uh having some absolute zingers in the the tech stock do not stop doing that <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you to codename entertainment for letting us get together and talk about some D. and if you missed some of the show you can listen to it uh, the full thing at 2 p.m when this goes up as a podcast on all of your favorite podcast services and if you have any questions or uh actually suggestions for topics because not every week are we going to have something that's coming new to the game sometimes we go a little back into the game and pull something out to talk about the lore behind so we'd love to know what lore you would like to know about from the game and you can send in those suggestions to champions of lore at codenameentertainment.com because if you Uh, don't think of something we're just going to yell about the nine hells a bunch it's true Oh man, we I we literally were talking one time about just having an episode where Aaron ranted about warlocks for a straight hour. I mean, Dave and I weren't going to say any jokes on you. That's the content I subscribe for. Uh, as a heads up for uh, people live with us in the chat right now, uh, uh, Improvised Champions is taking a break this week. They'll be back January 25th. Um, but if uh, you're not uh, with us live in the chat and you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to see you in the chat next week or whatever time you would be able to make it because we have some fun here and uh, people get some good jokes in the chat. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, until next week, Champions out. Champions out.